This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. During the COVID-19 pandemic, many Australian micro-businesses were forced to implement new digital strategies in order to survive. Digital business experts believe creating competitive advantages are about the ability to evolve, innovate and understand that digital and business strategies are two sides of the same coin. How do you grow these businesses? Who are your target audience? How to get them? How do you grow that list? How do you actually do it in such a way that doesn't annoy people? How do you generate content? With answers to these questions, Dr. Sandy Chong, a Harvard alumna and educator in digital strategy, has helped over 200 businesses, including Yahoo, Sun Microsystems, American Express and Apple. Well, I guess the best way to start online business is to have a website, identify who your target audience are and make sure you have an account with a few social media platforms. Uh, and I, I would say not all social media would suit your, your business. So be very selective with who you want to engage with and how. Dr Chong was the recipient of the Australia Day 2020 Community Citizen of the Year Award for her contribution to the advancement and well-being of the community. She says that small business operators from culturally and linguistically diverse communities often face challenges in the online marketplace despite their attractive services or sound business models. I think some of the major challenges that I've, I've seen before is the fact that um, a lot of the CLD communities lacked access to knowledge you know, they don't have a lot of access to funding. I think um, a lot more funding and a lot more education definitely needs to help them elevate that level of knowledge so that um, they could be on the same level playing field with the rest of the, the companies online. In Australia, for micro and small business operators, financial assistance and free mentoring are available through a government-funded program called New Enterprise Incentive Scheme, or NEIS. New entrepreneurs can access free mentoring for the first 12 months of participation in the program and receive financial assistance for up to the first 39 weeks of business operation. After completing the NEIS training in Melbourne, Maya Yadrievich founded her business venture Maya.Earth and started charging for her online yoga classes. Core helps in, uh, in a way that you really get mentoring from marketing. That's the biggest uh, takeaway because you learn through your business plan how to create your target market, to find your ideal customer and to create marketing strategies. And not to just to create the, the, the strategy, they guide you how to implement the strategy and how to follow the strategy towards your goals. Existing micro-businesses impacted by COVID-19 can access NEIS if they need help to keep their businesses running. Also, people with part-time contracts who are working up to 25 hours per week can access NEIS if they're looking to start their own business. While NEIS providers are local, you can also take employability skills training or get financial help to hire new staff. Lisa Tay, director of the digital marketing firm Cody Agency, says there are many website builders on the market who are offering free plans on how to create a professional website. Yes, it might be easy and cost effective to start an online store or an online business, but you need to allocate budget towards driving traffic to that store or to that site. So I think that's where a lot of people fall down. They might have 
a fantastic uh, website, but then they haven't allocated any strategy, time, effort, budget towards how they're going to actually get customers. And that's one of the biggest challenges that I see people come up with. Dr Chong says it's vital to understand who your audience is, which social media platforms they use and what their specific needs are. So you have B2B, which are the business-to-business customers, and you have B2C, which are consumers. And in some cases, some businesses would reach out to both. And once you're able to identify these segments of people, then you can then find the right social media platform to target them. Lisa Tay advises to target new customers via their preferred social platforms. For example, if you are targeting B2B, I'd be all over LinkedIn and making sure that you are posting content from your personal page as opposed to your business page because the algorithm's better on personal page content. But if you're looking at targeting B2C, then I would be all over platforms like your TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Once the business is online and running, sustainability, particularly for multicultural communities, is one of the key concerns for Dr Chong. As a CLD community, you face an even greater barrier because you don't have the necessary network that you need to drive the initial uh, growth, to drive that engagement. So sustainability remains a core issue and often they have language barriers and therefore it makes it really hard for them to market effectively online in a predominantly English-speaking world. And because of that, it leads to very low sales and because of the low sales, they have difficulty sustaining the business. Business Connect is a free New South Wales government program offering business advisory services in Arabic, Cantonese, Dari, Iranian, Korean, Mandarin and Vietnamese. Nazanin Majidi, an Iranian-speaking business advisor, says entrepreneurs can get practical advice on how to start, run, adapt or grow small businesses in their own language. In Business Connect program, we have a multicultural advisor. This is a free program and we would be more than happy to sit down individually and talk to them in in terms of their language barriers, in terms of everything that helps their business grow. Maya Yadrievich reaches her audience through her website, a monthly newsletter, Instagram and Facebook. As a recent Croatian migrant, she admits writing content that cuts through the internet was beyond her reach, so she engaged a person who was willing to help. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, for example, I give my yoga class for in exchange for getting my text done. People are open to help each other. But you just have to ask. If you don't ask, you won't get it. Lisa Tay says creating the robust sales funnel has an enormous impact on your long-term business sustainability. In terms of a sales funnel, it's either converting someone straight away or nurturing them. With a person that doesn't convert straight away, you still need to spend time in nurturing them. So you might serve them social ads to remind them of your brand. You might have an email flow set up where you can constantly be sending them weekly emails of the latest products that you have. So then they have another access to your touch point and to your brand because we know that it's gone from five touch points to convert to a sale to eight to 20. So you're going to need to consistently keep getting your brand in front of people in order to be part of the consideration when they're actually deciding whether or not to spend money. According to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, small businesses with less than 20 employees account for nearly 98% of all Australian businesses. With such competition, entrepreneurs must thrive in all three areas of digital strategy, branding, marketing and sales. However, running a small business and having a digital strategy for every stage of the customer's journey can be overwhelming. Dr Chong suggests applying the rule of thirds. 
Branding is one-third of sharing the relevant content that is beneficial, inspirational and educational. Marketing is one-third of promoting your business or services. And sales is one-third of interacting with 20% of your audience that gives you 80% of your revenue. Having an email database is great, but how do you actually do it in such a way that doesn't annoy people? It must have some sort of content that is uh, that is useful, that is educational for people. And I would like also people to think that you don't always have to generate all original content yourself, right? So you can go out there, you can look at research, you can look at statistics, you can look at some inspirational quote, and you can share that onto your email list or your email campaign or even on your social media. If you wish to set yourself up for online success, Lisa Tay says it's essential to figure out what sustainable content creation process works for you. You need to be consistent with producing content. So you might do a photo shoot and you might just get photos of your product and then you shoot all in one day or in a couple of hours and then you can see that out through the week. And also don't feel like it has to be perfect. You know, I think if you're constantly trying to have perfect content before you put it out, you probably won't put out anything because nothing's going to be perfect. During the Melbourne lockdown, Maya Yadrievich learnt the ropes of producing, shooting and editing her yoga classes. She says going online was a great way to grow her business and connect with new customers during the pandemic. I know it's scary to stand in front of the camera, but once you do it, you know, you'll see it's, it's not so hard. Going online with my business brought me amazing opportunity. So people are doing yoga, they're connecting from Sydney, from UK, from Ireland, Croatia, Singapore. So it can really go global once you go online with your business. The settlement guide feature on how to run your micro-business online was prepared by Josipa Kosanovic. And for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more settlement guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio. Thank you.